The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, offering support for your spiritual growth and addiction recovery. Here's Reverend Dan Beckett. Welcome indeed again today to Spirit of Recovery on Unity Online Radio. We're glad you're with us today. I'm Reverend Dan Beckett here with our co-host, Reverend Michelle Jellich. And today we'll share ways that spirituality and recovery intertwine and work together to support your spiritual growth in your recovery journey. Facebook users, you can send us your questions and comments anytime during the week from our Facebook page, Spirit of Recovery. Just click the send message button right below the banner. Each week on the show, we'll respond to a listener question or comment. Be assured that your anonymity will always be respected, so please let us know what's on your mind. We'd love to hear from you. Today's show is titled, Don't Quit Before the Miracle. How many times have we found ourselves doing the same things over and over again and expecting different results? We enter recovery and learn a new way of thinking and being in the world, and yet the same old thought habits can still drive us crazy. What is going on? How do we change this? Today, we want to share our experience, strength, and hope on breaking old patterns of thought and discovering new levels of freedom, happiness, and joy using the spiritual power of strength. So we'll begin today by sharing our experiences of those old habits of thought, and then we'll move into the solution of the power of strength. After the break, we'll share exactly how we use the power of strength to move from those old habits of thought into a new freedom. So, Dan, tell us about your experience of those old patterns, old habits of thought. I think of it as like an autopilot, right? And and sometimes our autopilot can be super helpful, like I've noticed and. You may have had this experience if you drive the same way every day to work, for example, um, just kind of, you know, mindlessly go to the end of the road and turn right. I remember doing that when my kids were young, you know, their school was to the left out of the neighborhood. Everything else in town was to the right. And sometimes I'd be taking them to school in the morning. And of course, my mind is going a zillion places and I would just turn right and they immediately knew they were paying attention dad you went the wrong way yes i went the wrong way because i was on (laughs) autopilot so when i think about old habits of thought i you know i recognize that they get ingrained to the point where i don't even realize that i'm doing them you know i'm not choosing them and 
like so many things that we talk about on this show, like so many things in life that can help me and support me right. in my growth, or it can hinder me in my growth. Now today, of course, we're talking about don't quit before the miracle and looking at those old habits of thought that are not helping us have not helped us, but I have to acknowledge it could go either way. There's nothing wrong with autopilot, right? right? But um, if, if it's if I'm doing destructive things over and over, then that's certainly not what I want to be doing. Right. Yeah, that autopilot is an important function that we have as humans, right? If we had to think about everything all the time, we'd never be able to do anything more than just the very basic things. So it's important. What happens in recovery is we start to see those parts of our autopilot that are not helpful, that are not functional, you know, and um, it's a pattern, at least for me, I've seen that it's, it's not, sorry, not a pattern, a process. It's been a process of changing what I like to call the default settings. So there's those things that we do consciously, and then there's those things that are really unconscious. So to me, the, the unconscious things are kind of like the default setting, like when you're not at your best or when you're not being mindful, what is it that you revert to? And so uh, to, for me to really make that lasting change, it's been about getting in there and changing some of those default settings so that what I am falling back on, what my basic functioning is, is, is a better program than before. And we'll talk more about that later in the show about how we did that. But absolutely, uh, we are creatures of habit you know, humans, and those ingrained patterns are so powerful, even when they're not functional, even when they're painful, uh, they're still very compelling. That's been my experience. There, There are certain things that, you know, I was able to shift and change quite quickly. And then there are some things that have just been tenacious little buggers. You know what I mean? Those those yeah. hold those holders on those hangers on that. Geez, they're just really hard to uh, to change. But when we do get in there and change some of those things, that's when the magic really happens. I love that phrase you use, default settings, like a piece of software. I have these default settings. That's your and, language, right? And also like a piece of software. I can't remember which dang menu item takes me to the screen that shows me what they are so I can change them. <laughs> and I have to Google it, except I can't Google what's going on in my own brain. Wouldn't right. that be great? Like, how do I do this? Where did I put my glasses? I asked the Google. Um yeah. So some examples that have come to mind of old old ways of thinking, you know, these are of course related to addiction. Just one, just one won't hurt. Mm -hmm. I'll just have one. That'll be fine. And then sort of the king of them all. Uh, this time it will be different. Mm -hmm. You know that phrase shows up in so many places. You don't have to have any kind of chemical addiction to be living uh, that reality of thinking this time it'll be different. Yeah. You know, even if I'm, if I'm being codependent and I'm, and I want to help someone that hasn't asked for help, but I know they need help anyway, just cause I'm so insightful. And so what if they haven't asked, I'm, I'm going to help this time. It'll be different, right? This <laughs> time they'll appreciate what I'm doing. This time they'll wake up and see the truth of the situation. This time it'll be different. Um, yeah. And then, of course, with a chemical addiction, it's like, oh, you know, I'm going to take it easy tonight. I, you know, I really should slow down a little bit on my drinking. It's getting a little bit heavy. I mean, I'll just take it easy this time. And famous last words. Oh, yes. 
That's interesting because when you were saying this time will be different, that can either be a really bad thing or it can be a really good thing. Because if, if we're saying this time it will be different, but we haven't really changed anything, then it won't be different. But the truth is this next time it could be different, but we've got to change the, um, the software. Like you said, the default settings, we've got to get in there and change some of that unconscious stuff that is driving us. You know, that's been a very humbling discovery of mine on the whole spiritual and recovery journey is that there's a lot of stuff that's unconscious in me. And I have found that the unconscious things are the ones that are most driving me. You know what I mean? Like those are the things that are just really uh, creating, you know, kind of the same kind of havoc over and over again. So, um, you know, getting in there and digging into that stuff that's not conscious. I've just found that the, the, the not conscious things are the most powerful ones, the most insidious ones. So, you know, it's a process. We, we, it's, it's a, there are layers and, you know, we start with the things that are the easiest to change. And as we go along, we, we get deeper and deeper. You know, that's reminding me of a powerful saying that I've heard many times and it, it really carries the truth. Your secrets run your life. Yes. Right. The things that I'm unaware of are the things that are running my life mm -hmm. and the healing process, of course, step one always into any kind of anything we might call healing or spiritual growth or you know forward motion on a recovery path whatever however we might characterize it whatever the context is awareness is always the first always. step because i can't heal something i can't change an old habit of mind if i'm unaware of it and just like you said if i'm unaware of it it's running me I'm not choosing it, right? It's in charge. I've given away my power and don't uh, even realize it. And you know, in a way, our culture reinforces this idea of holding on to things, mm -hmm. you know, not letting go, persevering. We'll talk in a little bit about the power of strength, but um, these old habits of mind are, in a sense, really a way that we're using strength to hang on to things, which it certainly seems like... Um, our culture values, right? And so we, when I think about old habits of mind that I carry, how challenging they can be even to become aware of, right? Because it's yes. like, it's like, uh, you know, water to the fish. It, it's, yes. it's so pervasive that I don't even see it, which mm -hmm. seems really strange, but that's kind of the, the nature of things. You know, we, we tend to, um, I get used to things a certain way to the point where I don't notice them. You know, just like turning the wrong way, taking the kids to school. Yeah. You know, I didn't even realize. I would eventually figure it out. I mean, I'm not going to get too far before I figure it out. But um, just that un unconscious habit. Um, and, and we're sort of, it's not surprising, I guess, is what I'm saying. Given the, some of the things that our culture values, that we would sort of stay the course, you know, keep doing it uh, a certain way, whatever way that might be, even if it's not really helping us anymore. Yeah, even sometimes some of the most painful and dysfunctional patterns, they're comfortable because they're what we know. And especially yeah. if they reflect childhood trauma, um, there's this, you know, just this 
this process by which we keep recreating those scenarios as painful and dysfunctional as they are because they are comfortable, they're what we know, like you said, it's like the water we swim in, we don't even realize we're swimming in it. You know, as long as we're just kind of carrying this uh, computer metaphor to its uh, <laughs> extreme, you know, you, you have that software background. I was thinking how, you know, it's like when um, I did a little programming in college and it's kind of like, there's like these scripts that are playing in the background, you know, yeah. and you know how you can, there's a way you can go in and actually see which scripts are running, whatever, in a program. It's kind of like that. It's like getting in there and seeing what scripts are running because they're running in the background. We're not seeing. So let me give an example. Like it's taken me years to uncover this, but I realized that I have this constant script that I'm not good enough, that I'm not lovable, that I don't matter that I have to somehow prove my worth to myself and to everyone around me, that no matter what I do, it's never going to be enough, you know, yada, yada, yada. And it's like, if I were to go in there and look at that script, it's like, it would be this screen of just repeating, repeating, repeating phrases over and over, you know, but at a subconscious level. So it's taken me a really long time to begin to uncover that and see that that was the script that it was running in the background and then do the work to change it. Yeah, they are hard to see. And in a sense, you know, even these old habits of thought, like ways of thinking um, patterns in our mind, like like you're sharing or, um, you know, oh, man, I I hope this is going to work. You know, this what, what if this doesn't work, you know, is one that can come up for me, whereas, you know, every once in a while I'll realize that other people uh, don't care. You know, they're just like barrel forward. And if it doesn't work, I'm like, oh, my God, you know what? And they're just like, oh, OK, whatever. And keep going. Yeah. Uh, I remember seeing Bill Nye, you know, Bill Nye, the science yes, guy. I love that show when it was early on. And he was doing some skit. You know, he's always doing some goofy thing. He's standing in the middle of a stream with an easel painting, you know, like painting a picture and standing in a stream. And the easel gets bumped and the painting falls off. And he looks down and says something like, Oh, like, like he wasn't even mad or anything. I'm like, now that's how I want to be. I yeah. want the, the painting falls down. I just go far out, man. You know, and I could just move on. So that helped. But um, now that we know about this challenge of old habits of thoughts, what might the solution be? Well, as always in unity, we affirm that all of life is governed by spiritual principles. Yes, and our Unity co-founder, Charles Fillmore, as we know, developed a set of 12 spiritual principles that he called the 12 powers. And so these are 12 spiritual abilities that we all have and that we can become consciously aware of and develop to use in our spiritual growth. And one of these is the power of strength, the ability to endure, to stay the course, to persevere. And that's what we want to focus on today. But what does this look like in our real life? And how do I know how I'm using this power of strength? I know I am using it, but maybe, and again, with the awareness piece, maybe I'm not aware of how I'm using it. And then so, well, how should I be using it? Uh, so, Michelle, when you think about the power of strength and some of these big or open questions, what comes to mind for you? Well, you know, I'm thinking that like the tenaciousness with which I practiced my active 
alcoholism, I can bring that same tenaciousness to recovery or tenacity to recovery, you know, that sort of, I mean, we're not, you know, low key people. We're intense people with strong, a strong will, a strong personality, usually, you know, dynamic folks. And we can draw on some of those resources and bring them to our recovery work. So strength is a lot of things, you know, I was thinking about it. It's for me, there's a piece that's faith. There's a faith piece, absolutely faith and trust. And um, after I got sober and, you know, came to believe in a power greater than myself, my faith and trust was in God, continues to be in God. There's also a trusting the process, you know, trusting that um, I've chosen this path and I'm on it and it's going to be a journey, but there's a commitment to the path. So it's it's that that trust coupled with commitment. And then it's perseverance, right? I mean, I, we were just talking before the show. My first three years of recovery were brutal, man. I mean, I had some really good times, but I went through some real big life changes and some real challenges in my first three years. And I was just tenacious. I just wasn't going to quit. You know, it, there comes a point when there's no turning back anyway. You know, it's like God's got you. You can't really ever go back to the way you were living before. So there's nothing to do but move forward. And that's a lot of what happened with me. And, and then there's an inner fortitude that um, I think we all have that we don't realize we have, but it can be developed and we can learn to draw on it. Just sort of that, that inner strength. That's just a part of who we are as humans. Um, But we don't know we have it until we have, you know, had to draw on it to get through. And then we find that inner strength that we really do have. Yeah, I like that. And, and I'm reminded of that truth about all of our um, 12 powers or any anything we might recognize as a spiritual ability. You know, sometimes I might think, you know, am I using my power of strength? And then I remember, well, I am using it. The question is not whether I'm using it, is whether uh, am I aware of how I'm using it. You know, how am I using it and am I aware of how I'm using it? Because I could use the power of strength in ways that are very helpful to me and I can use it in ways that are unhelpful um, to me. Uh, And so, you know, recognizing again, back to the step one of awareness, you know, even in the 12 step program, step one is a statement of awareness of realization Mm-hmm. of acknowledging it's like okay now i now i see it and i acknowledge it that i'm powerless um over alcohol um and so when i think about strength i rec- i i remember okay i it's not that i can or can't use it it's not that i am or am not using it i am using it i know how to use it but what yeah. kind of what am i pointing it at yeah. you know what i mean or yep. maybe like you're saying i don't really realize uh, that it's there until, you know, I, my back's against the wall and I really all of a sudden need to rely on it. And mm-hmm. um, I have uh, found it very um, essential, I guess is the word, Yeah. Uh, in recovery because, you know, there are times when, you know, powering through something is the, the right course of action. Now, I don't want to I don't want my whole recovery to be white knuckle experience, right. but every now and then it, I may need 
that kind of white knuckled strength just to get through something so I can get on the other side and continue on my um, path that's, you know, hopefully, and it, and it has been, and gratefully, more oriented towards uh, spiritual growth and learning. And, you know, it's it's just not a sort of one disaster after another. Right. Thank I don't know that I could do this if it was, but things do come up. And yeah. not everything's fun. Like you were saying, you talked about your first few years, very difficult. And sometimes we, I really do need to power through something and yes. so in that way you know strength is helping support my larger goal of sobriety and and therefore i would i would call it good the way yeah. that i'm using it would call that good in that moment it's all it's all about context of course absolutely it is all about context and strength can look a lot of different ways i mean there's times in life when strength can for me look like really getting out there and doing amazing stuff that could be one demonstration of strength, you know, really in a more outward way, you know, times when I'm really accomplishing or, you know, uh, chasing my dreams, so, so to speak. And there's times when strength means I'm just making it through today. That's strength. There's days that it takes all my strength just to, like we like to say on this show over and over, suit up and show up. You know, sometimes that takes a lot of strength. And so that suiting up and showing up is a demonstration of strength. You know, just uh, the keep on keeping on. You know, uh, there's days that you might be speaking at a meeting or you're, you know, doing a lot of stuff. There might be days that it takes all of the strength that we have just to get our butts into a chair in a meeting. And that's okay because that is, that is also strength. So like you said, it's context. It depends on where we're at, but it's a staying the course sort of strength, right? I'm committed to this path. I'm going to stay on this path. Some days I might be growing by leaps and bounds and other days I might be just suiting up and showing up. And that, that is strength also. You know, it's coming to mind that old saying, if, if I'm a hammer, then everything's a nail, right? Mm -hmm. If I'm a hammer and I have, in unity what would we call it hammer consciousness if i have hammer <laughs> consciousness then all i see out in the world is nail you know right. i pick up a screw i'm like this is the worst nail i've ever seen this nail is stupid why yeah. would anyone use this nail well it's not a nail it's a screw but i'm a hammer and i don't see anything but nails and if i need to nail something to something else man what a good place to be that is in that moment but if that's the only thing that i can do then the the particular flavor of strength, if you will, that a hammer represents, mm, it's not going to help me so much. But it is it is underneath it all. It's kind of that you can do it sort of power. The I can yeah. do it, a little engine that could. You got this. You know exactly that kind of thing. And I've I've seen it showing up in my life recently. I have um, realized. I don't know how I kind of side doored into this a fasting practice. And so uh, what I will do, and it's, it's not exactly the same every day, but um, when I can, I will uh, put off eating anything until dinner time. Now, if you had told me this even a couple of years ago, I would say that you're 
crazy because, you know, I'm totally convinced well, with my metabolism, I better eat. I'm, when I'm hungry, I can't think. You know, I have this laundry list of reasons why that would never work for me. Well, I don't know how this happened, but I found myself in a place where I'm kind of carrying that as a practice now. And again, not every day, you know, it's always within reason. I don't want to, uh, you know, white knuckle it, but when I can, and that's an application of the power of strength. And yeah, about 3.30 in the afternoon, you know, that's might be the, the hump I need to get over. And I have a choice though, you know, nobody's making me do this. I don't have to do it. Right. It's, it's to me a, a practice of applying uh, strength, I suppose. In a way, it's a practice of faith. Like, I'm okay. Yeah, but uh, you, know, you know what? Even though those things may also be true, what's more true is that I'm okay. And I move forward on that basis. And I can't explain. I'm not even saying that anyone should do this. I'm not advocating. Oh, thank God. I've heard, people, I've heard people talking about it, and I'm like, whatever, man, that's stupid. You know, why would you do that? <laughs> but I, like I said, well, I don't I, know how I kind of side-doored my way into this, uh, but I realized recently that, that it is a spiritual practice and that I am using the power of strength, and I am using it combined with faith. And the faith is just simply, I'm okay I can change my consciousness around this whole concept of, you know, I'm hungry, my mind's not working, you know, all these things that might come up, I can shift my consciousness around it. So and that's, I guess that's how it's a spiritual practice. And so I've done that. And I've done that with other things. And of course, I had to do that with recovery as well. I had, we, I had to shift my consciousness around alcohol my need for alcohol you know how am i going to live without this everything's going to be so boring you know blah 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 <laughs> all that stuff and it's just not true you no. know it's simply not true at all in fact um, my life alcohol free is so much better so so much better than it ever was before i can't even believe that i would live that way you know, I'm not so foolish to think that I couldn't go back. I'm sure I could. You know, this is definitely a one day at a time kind of thing. And I'm I'm appropriately vigilant about all that. And I'm dedicated to this path. But man, you know, what seeming the seemingly impossible all of a sudden becomes the most awesome way of living that I could imagine. Yes, if you think sobriety is going to be boring, just hold on to your seat. <laughs> yeah, it you is know, not. Just wait. I know we're running out of time in this segment, but I just wanted to say that um, one of the things that's wonderful about 12-step meetings is over the years, I've seen displays of strength that are just the most amazing thing I've ever seen. And, you know, I, I typically go mostly to women's meetings and I've watched women walk through every imaginable thing in life with strength. And uh, over years and years and years of watching those women walk through those things, I've really learned what strength is, and I can draw on that strength when it happens to me. That is a great example, but hold that thought. Uh, glad you shared it. It is time for a short break, and when we come back, we'll continue the conversation. So please stay with us. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. 
Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. Back, and we are glad that you're with us today. If you're just joining us, my name is Reverend Dan Beckett, and I'm here with our co-host, Reverend Michelle Jelich. We'll resume our discussion in just a moment, but we want to remind you that you can send us your questions and feedback anytime during the week from our Facebook page, Spirit of Recovery. Message us from there, and each week we'll respond during the show to a listener question or comment. And be assured that your anonymity will always be respected. So please let us know what's on your mind. So prior to the break, we were first discussing old habits of thought, those old ingrained patterns. And then we moved into talking about one of the 12 powers, the power of strength. So Dan, put it all together for us. How, and tell us how, you know, we, how you use that power of strength to, uh, you know, move beyond those old habits into a life of a new freedom. You know, I guess what, what, What's top of mind for me with that is what we were talking about just before the the break in the show, which is that it is strength is something that if I use it with intention, I can use it to shift my consciousness around something, you know, and I have talked about the example of fasting, uh, which I kind of feel like I stumbled into as a spiritual practice, um, and it certainly requires the power of strength to do it. And in that way, though, the power of strength is supporting me in a goal that I have. This is something that I want to do, that I feel is uh, part of my spiritual growth somehow, even if I don't quite understand how it is. And I can use the power of strength to help me stay on this path that I've chosen to be on. And the way that it works is that it sh- I shift my consciousness around it. And so, you know, in the past, again, uh, if I if I hadn't eaten and I'm thinking, oh, man, you know, my I got to eat. I'm too hungry. I can't do this. You know, whatever it is that's in front of me. I can't do this. My brain's not working, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's just this whole d- pattern. I don't want to call it a drama, but it's this whole unfolding pattern of thought that I have around being hungry and and what has been amazing for me around this is that I've challenged that pattern of thought and realized this is just a pattern of thought. I'm not saying there's no truth to it at all. Certainly there is something going on there, but it doesn't have to be this way. I can shift my consciousness around being hungry or not having eaten in a while. I mean, honestly, I've never been hungry in my life. You know, I live in a first world country. Yeah. I may have skipped a meal, but my goodness, you know, look at the world around us. I've never been hungry. I have no complaints whatsoever. And so I just shift my consciousness around it. So that that's one way that um, I've used strength. And that, as I was sharing on, uh, on the break, this has just been the last few days, really, that this has come up for me when I've realized what's going on. And I've realized, oh, man, this is this. I kind of finally get it, how this could be a spiritual practice. I didn't know that that's what I was doing. But I see how the power of strength is involved. And you know what the freedom is? I'm free from that old pattern of thought, which was the only way that I had of engaging, um, you know, 
hunger or not having eaten in a while or whatever and it's completely gone you know all 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 possibilities are on the table it no longer has control over me and it's yeah. just it's a little thing it's not like it was a huge problem i mean we're not talking about right. you know alcohol addiction which was a huge problem we're just talking about this little thing that i bumped into it's like man i i really can change my life by changing my consciousness around things like you know, eating, blah, blah. Uh, and it works. It's amazing. So there's like sort of a little example of, and again, I'm not advocating this practice. I'm not saying people should fast or do whatever. But what I am saying is um, we can definitely challenge our old unexamined ways of thinking and we can absolutely change them. Even when I think it's completely grounded in physical science, you know, this is not my opinion. You know, this is reality. Well, guess what? I just changed reality. <laughs> well, all I know is ever since you started talking about this, my stomach is growling. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Okay. So strength. You know, I was thinking that this whole 12-step recovery program requires a lot of strength and also creates a lot of strength. So... The 12-step program is a program of self-discovery, right? Of uncovering, self-examination, uncovering the unconscious, you know, who am I? Why do I do the things I do? What is it that's going on inside of me that maybe made me want to drink or made me want to use or made me want to engage in whatever my addiction was? Um, you know, as we know, it's it's only at the beginning is about stopping using the substance and then very quickly becomes about everything that lies beneath that. And it takes a lot of personal strength to stay on this path because it is demanding that we look at a lot of things that maybe we previously didn't want to look at and that we have... Um, I think in our literature, it talks about being fearless, you know, being fearless in this process of self-discovery. And, um, you know, being fearless doesn't mean that we're not ever going to have fear. It means that we do it anyway, right? And so there's a lot of strength involved in being willing to look at ourselves and look at our patterns and look at our history. And, uh, you know, the 12 steps is not only about looking at it, it's about owning it. You know, I remember doing the fourth and fifth step and really having a moment when I shifted from this is all my crap to, oh, this is me. This is really me. This is not just being my bad stuff, but this is an inventory of who I am. I can own this, the good, the bad, the ugly. This is who I am. And when we own those things is when we begin to have the power to shift and change them. So it requires a lot of strength to engage in this process. But as we do the process, we gain strength. It creates strength. It creates an inner fortitude that we then carry through into the rest of our lives. I mean, there's nothing scarier than looking at your own crap. If you can look at your own stuff and face it head on and say, yeah, I, I'm selfish. I have this pattern of behaving in this certain way, or I tend to do this or that. When we own that, there's incredible strength in that and freedom in it. But it does take, you know, it takes some, some strength to, to stay the course and stay on that path. It does. You know, I'm thinking when I think about 12-step as a spiritual path in general, 
then it does take effort to stay on any path, any spiritual growth path, whatever it might be. You know, if, if I if I feel that, say, American Buddhism speaks to me and that feels like my way forward, I can get on that path. And that path will take strength to get on and to stay on. And just like a 12-step path takes strength to stay on. And so one way I think that strength has helped me move out of old habits and into a new freedom is that it helps me return to the process you know, yes. that you're describing. The, the process that's uh, right in the center of 12-step recovery, a process of examination, awareness, and ultimately of letting go. You know, everything I've ever encountered uh, that I would consider part of a spiritual growth process is always a matter of letting go. You know, even if I was reading a bunch of books and doing a bunch of workshops and all of that, you know, thinking that I need to go learn something new, right? I need to bring something new into the mix here in order to move forward. In reality, what I needed to do was let something go. Yes. And letting go of alcohol, like you said, that's the first part of all of this. But then it fairly quickly becomes uh, no longer about that. Um, hopefully, you know, we get the, uh, the miracle of the craving stopping, which it will and has done and always will if we continue to follow the path. Um, you know, then, then we get to the part of one foot in front of the other on this spiritual path, which does re require strength. You know, and if I if I think of it as a journey, and the journey includes, among other things, turning within, as we say, you know, inquire within to see what's going on uh, around here. And I have a good friend that used this wonderful phrase. He called it "following the sparkly trail." Right? When I turn within, when I can, when I can uh, be calm and just sort of get in that observer sort of space even if what i'm observing is my mind bouncing all over the room who cares as long as i'm aware uh and identifying with that observer piece of it it seems yeah. like almost out of the background i don't need all of the busyness of my mind to go away in order for this to happen in fact i think that's just a distraction and a trap the idea that i do need it to go away i don't need it to go away i just need to identify with the observer and seemingly out of the background where there seemed like there was nothing all of a sudden there's this insight or this sparkly mm -hmm. trail it's the next right thing we might say yeah. it just sort of becomes clear right in the middle of the busy city street you know it, it doesn't it's not only to go sit on a mountain you know in order to become enlightened for all of this, I just have to be willing to undertake the practice and to observe my mind in action and to take action around it. You know, like you, like the example you use as guided in 12 step, fourth and fifth steps, some very clear actions that I can take that help me let go of things so that I can kind of see with a little more clarity, see the sparkly trail with a little more clarity that I want to follow. Yes. So, you know, this path, a, a big part of this path and the 12 step journey and the spiritual journey is about making the unconscious conscious, 
right? So the unconscious is what's driving those old patterns, those old thoughts. And so those things need to be brought up out of the darkness and into the light, you know, making them, bringing them into consciousness. And that takes strength. It takes courage, you know, uh, a lot, you know, we have this saying about being uncomfortable in our own skin. And, you know, it's like, what am, what was I most afraid of just being alone inside myself? You know, that was what I was most afraid of. And so I devised all of these ways to not have to do that. And so that being willing to look within and that um, fearless self-examination. And, and, you know, there's so much paradox in the spiritual journey because it turns out that admitting my defects, admitting my weaknesses is what ultimately makes me strong and gives me strength, right? It makes me think of the Course in Miracles where it says, you know, in my defenselessness lies my strength. And you talked about letting go. So letting go doesn't seem like a strength Thing, but there's that spiritual paradox, you know, it does take strength to let go of that which no longer serves us so that we can open to that new freedom that we want to have. So it's really been a process for me about making the unconscious conscious, becoming mindful, becoming aware that which I am aware of, I gain mastery over and dominion over i cannot have mastery over that which i'm not even aware of and the great thing the way it's worked for me is that spirit doesn't give it to me all at once spirit kind of gives it to me in little bits as i can handle it like as we say more will be revealed and there's layers there's layers and layers it's like you know, I wasn't given everything that I have today in my first year of sobriety. That would have been too much. That's why this is a lifelong journey. You know, the longer I stay sober, the longer I keep on this path, the more awareness I can tolerate. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like the more yes. awareness of myself I'm capable of tolerating. I couldn't do that at the beginning. I didn't have the inner fortitude to be able to really see clearly all of what was going on inside of me. But um, I gain more and more awareness the longer I stay this path. And again, that paradox, it turns out that awareness of my weaknesses is where my strength lies, is what leads me to that life of freedom. Yeah, you know what I'm hearing and what you're saying is a, a really awesome description, if you will, of why we keep saying one day at a time. Oh, yeah. Because you can't do this all at the same time. And also another phrase that comes to mind as you were sharing is take what you like and leave the rest behind. Because whatever is speaking to you, that's for you right yeah. now. That That's your bit. That's your piece of insight or, or the light that's going to help you take another step on the path. All the rest of it, if it doesn't work for you, just so what? Just leave it behind. If it's actually important, don't worry. It'll circle back. Around. It'll come back. It'll be right there when you need it. You're not yeah. losing anything. You're not going to miss out on anything. It will yeah. be there when you need it, such as the nature of God in my experience. No need to worry. Whatever I need will be provided at the moment uh, that I need it. Take what you like and leave the rest behind. You know, I'm thinking about, because we talk a lot about awareness, and of course the way that the power of strength figures in all of this, as we've been saying, is it allows me to stay on this path. 
you know, so if I commit myself to a 12-step path or a Buddhist path or a Christian path or whatever it is, it helps me stay on that path. Because really, if I'm doing it right, it's not going to be rainbows and unicorns the whole time. It better not be or else I'm missing something. It's not a spiritual it. path. <laughs> it's not. And it's not to meant to be drudgery either. It's not a slog, you know, all the way right. through. It has different um you know, elements at different times, not unlike the weather, you know, sometimes right. it might be windy and storming like crazy. And yeah, it might knock some trees down. Well, so what? We'll clean up the trees. And this doesn't do that every day, you know, but it might do it again, you know, later. So what? But I this uh, have this series of five words or steps that I picked up along the way from somewhere. And awareness is always the first one. So I become aware of what's going on. The second one is I acknowledge Right. Once I'm aware of it, I acknowledge that I'm aware of it. That's where I need another person. I mean, I can acknowledge it to myself and it's even um, more helpful if I can also acknowledge it to a trusted advisor. And then accepting it is the third piece. I can't accept yes. it if I haven't acknowledged it and become aware of it. Accepting it just means going, yep, that's how it yep, is. I, got it. I didn't yeah. say I like it. I'm not yeah. saying I would choose it again. I'm not I'm not saying anything about it right. other than yeah there it is you're right yeah. there it is the fourth one is ask ask just means uh i might once again need the help of a group or a trusted advisor so what do i do what did you do you know did you ever find yourself in this situation where you felt like this and then i describe how i feel you know what did you do in that in that case and then the last one is to act right of course we take action always. So I become aware, I acknowledge it, I accept it, I ask for help if I need it, and then I take action. That's a path forward. That's a wonderful five-step path. Um, the acceptance piece is so powerful, you know. I, I find that, I have found that a lot of uh, my suffering, and this is this sounds very Buddhist, but it is very Buddhist. A lot of my suffering comes from not accepting what's happening, what is. And um, I gave a sermon about this a while back. There, acceptance gets sort of a bad rap because people equate it with condoning or approving. So when we say acceptance, and you know, what is it, Paige, help me, 449? Is that what it is in the old big book? Or I'm not the, sure. The one about acceptance. Acceptance is the answer to all my problems. Today. Yeah, 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 that one. That's such a powerful, I actually read that in church because it was. I think it's so powerful. It's such a piece of powerful wisdom in our big book. Um, and, you know, early in recovery when I read that, I was like, what? Because it felt like acquiescence, right? Like if I'm accepting something, then I'm saying it's okay. I'm being... Uh, I'm being passive, I'm approving of it, condoning it, acquiescing, um, but I've really come to understand a new way of looking at acceptance, and I think that's what, uh, well, it wasn't, who was it that wrote that page? One of the doctor, Dr. So-and-so, I can't remember who it was, but it wasn't Bill W. At any rate, what he was getting at is, is you know, giving up resistance, not not resisting the thing, and, and just being on total in total acceptance in that moment of whatever is presenting itself. Doesn't mean I'm going to continue to live that way or I'm not going to make changes or whatever, but it's just, it's saying, like you said, yes, this is what's happening. 
There it is. There it is. And it's so powerful. And, you know, we're talking about a life of freedom, new freedom today. And a lot of freedom, I think, can come from just accepting what is. When we accept it, that's when we can change it. When we accept it, that's when we can move past it. As long as we're in resistance to it, you know, we have all these little sayings. We have them in unity, too. What we resist persists. You know, resistance is giving something energy. It's actively trying to not have that thing be happening. Acceptance is just releasing, letting it go. Okay, it is happening. Now what? Now what do I do? Yeah, resistance is like an unskillful use of the power of strength. strength because it's yep. actually working against my goals uh, when I do that. And yeah, it is the opposite of acceptance. You know, what's coming to mind... Uh, can't get through a show without a Bible reference, at least if you're me, um, from the book of Romans, the letter the, the apostle wrote um, to the unknown people in Rome. Uh, there's a famous one, but I've changed the words a little bit. See if you can spot where I've changed it. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may do the next right thing, that which is good and acceptable and right in this moment. Yes. For you. Um, we're talking about shifting our consciousness. We're talking about doing that um, through the power of strength, the power to persevere and to stay the course. And just, you know, you just gave, gave probably the most perfect example of an unskillful use is resistance. No, I don't want to look at it. No, I don't like it. I hate it when people do that, blah, blah, blah. All that energy, all that energy just goes into refusing to see, uh, to acknowledge, to accept, you know, it's keeping me from moving ahead. But the moment I can just sort of let that go, and yeah, it is, it's a, it's a Buddhist thing. I think it's a human and spiritual principle. It's just a God, one of God's truths. You know, no wonder it shows up in lots of traditions. You know, Jesus taught non-resistance. That's right. Um, as well as as the Buddha and everyone. So yes, do not be conformed to this world. But why? Because we're transforming ourselves through the renewing of our consciousness. But it's time for us to change gears and turn our attention to a question or a comment from our listeners. So here's a question that often comes up. It goes, I try to change my thinking, but it seems like nothing I do makes any difference. What am I doing wrong? Michelle, what, oh, what's my goodness. the mind when you hear that? Well, I've been there. Absolutely, for sure. I have been there. And there are definitely times in recovery when it feels like nothing is moving and nothing is shifting. And all I can say is that from my experience, things are moving and shifting. They just haven't manifested in the material where you can see them yet. So it's that keep on keeping on, you know, that suit up and show up. That's when our faith comes in, faith in the process, faith in the journey, trusting God, do the next right thing and trust that God will take care of the rest. And in the meantime, lots of prayer and meditation and lots of self-care and be patient. More will be revealed and it will. And also, you know, I think we can both uh, safely say that after a, a number of years of recovery, it gets better and better and better. Oh, yes. It does. No, just hold on. It can it continues to get better. We were talking about that before the show began. How amazing that is! It just everything keeps changing. I like to say it keeps getting weirder and yeah. better and different. 
all the time, it seems. Life so is when a I, trip. <laughs> I know. So when I hear that question, you know, I'm trying to change my thinking, but nothing makes any difference. What am I doing wrong? Number one, you're not doing anything wrong. Right. If you're engaging the process, then you're doing it right. And, and don't worry about like short-term outcomes or, um, you know, anything that might be going on like in this moment or this day. This is a, the reason that we say one day at a time is because this is a journey, right? We're not trying to hurry up and get to the end. We're not even trying to achieve any particular goal. Right. Um, this, when we talk about uh, life becoming more and more wonderful, it just means that just in the way that it unfolds, right? There's no score. There's no rank. There's nothing like that. So just slow and steady, you know, or follow the stillness within you, the sparkly trail, or just do it one day at a time. One, Make one different decision and you're ahead of the game. Yep. Yes. Well, we'd like to give you an affirmation that you can use to solidify some of these concepts. And so our affirmation for today is spirit within me provides the strength wisdom and guidance i need to stay the course i love that one spirit within me provides the strength wisdom and guidance i need to stay the course that sound that that says it all right there we, we have everything we need right just just have to remember that and be willing to rely on it well guess what it's happened again you've given <laughs> yourself you like You've given yourself the gift. That's how we like to think. We keep telling ourselves this. We'll try to make it true. You've given yourself the gift of another hour listening to Spirit of Recovery, and we really are grateful that you have. And we hope that you found something in all of our chattering that will be genuinely helpful to you in your recovery. Thank you, Reverend Michelle, again for our discussion. And thanks to all who are listening to the podcast via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and tune in. We bless you wherever you are on your recovery journey. Yes, and God bless Click and Clack. I just That just made me <laughs> laugh because I can hear them. Listeners, if you'd like, you can connect with us on our Facebook page, Spirit of Recovery, and go ahead and give us your thoughts and comments and feedback. We'd love to see that, and we invite you to join us again next week at 4 p.m. Central. And until then, don't drink like my co-host. And don't drink like my co-host. Instead, have yourself a wonder-filled week. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.